You are listening to 3CR Community Radio on digital and online 3CR Radical Radio. 3CR, here to stay. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. You've been listening. bicycle had and still has a humane almost classical moderation in the kind of pleasure it offers it is a kind of machine that a hellenistic greek might have invented and ridden it does no violence to our normal reactions it does not pretend to free us from our normal environment well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been. And we know what we're knowing, but we can't say what we've seen. And we're not little children, and we know what we want. Radio show here on Radical Radio, 3CR 855 on the AM dial, podcasting, streaming, or listening live in the transistor in the kitchen. I'm joined along for the ride this morning, the picture line for the three triple R. Faith, good morning. Good morning, pal. Let me just turn down David a little bit as he journeys through the road to nowhere. And this lovely, bright, almost crystallinely cold morning here in Melbourne. Beautiful, beautiful couple of mornings we've had. Lovely, frosty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rare to see a bit of frost in the city too, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Nice to know it can still happen. Exactly. That little coat at the top of the show was from... uh, J.B. Jackson. Now, I haven't got any more information on J.B., unfortunately. Um, but that's uh, I like that line. Pretend to, does not pretend to free us from our normal environment. We've got a bit of a show coming on. We're, um, I hope we're preaching to a locked audience. Everybody's <laughs> locked down at home. It is uh, part of our roller coaster ride in, in Melbourne, I should say, <laughs> which I think we're all... We're all handling with a lot of care. Oh, it does seem a bit. I remember um, the second lockdown last year. Not so much when it was announced, but when it was lengthened. Just that was the moment at which you thought, oh, I can't do this much longer. Whereas seven days, I mean, 
Yeah. Hopefully it's only seven. Maybe it's a little bit longer, but it does seem a little bit more. Uh... It's quite not long. Anyway, with that, um, it's um, quite interesting. My park's full again in the last couple of days, which is wonderful. Yeah. I've never seen so many under 10s running around, which is great. Yeah. I think it probably reminds us, could drag us back to a little bit of, um, I'm going to say, non-consumption, but I don't think that's true. No, not going by the little white vans whipping around the suburbs. Um, what I do find interesting is how incredibly routine this feels, and yet it was only just over a year ago where the first lockdown was like this bizarre, novel, weird yeah. thing that, oh, my God, is this really happening? Are we doing this? Yeah. And yet one year later it's click into the um, – the routine of, uh, you know, this is what we do, this is how we get it done, sort yeah. of. And I'm sure it's not feeling that way for many people. I, I think that routine is maybe a sign of the, the privilege of where it's not having a terrible effect on your life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's something that's really struck me. And um, i got to say where I live with the complete lack of noise from the freeway is oh, back again, yes. which is just gorgeous. That is nice. So much so that I saw a, I'm not going to call them a brace, how would you call seven or eight um, yellow-tailed cockatoos in my local oh. park. There's Eagles. been a few reports of those lately. I know. They're enormous, absolutely enormous. And uh, it was uh, – so that's been a good part. Plenty of people back on bikes, of course. The road warriors are out all the, everywhere. Well, and, and the, the paths are full of, uh, you yeah. know, I think often families and kids who don't, get the opportunities to ride too much and yeah which is great because it means with the roads being a bit quieter you can move off the really crowded shared paths onto some of the roads <laughs> <laughs> which I'm, I'm going to slide straight into a bike moment if that's all right okay <laughs> yes uh, just on the ride here this just a, a little figment or a, a spit second to morph into it um Enjoying so much not having any cars on the road at all this morning on the ride in, which was lovely, um, but still nearly getting car doored. <laughs> I thought I'd get. <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely world. Um, look, sometimes um, I'm going to use this as a bicycle moment. Hanging around bicycles for so long. Um, and look, I'm not a hoarder, but you do over them a lot of <laughs> That's years. That's what they all say, Val. <laughs> you've got to see them the size of my shed. It is tiny, and actually, and um, I'm very focused on it now after having moved once in the uh, uh, after only having moved once in the last twenty years. Anyway, I've been taking um, a, uh, a young fellow down the street was complaining he didn't have the right saddle or something, and I had a couple spare and in the shed. And anyway. I dropped him off the saddle. I'm not sure whether he used it again. Anyway, I mentioned something to him the other day when I caught up with him in the park and and I said, oh, look, I've probably got one of those up the shed. And anyway, the next day he's ba- they're banging on the door. And um, look, I managed to get rid of a frame. I managed to get rid of a couple of old <laughs> chain rings. I managed to get rid of a real dodgy <laughs> wheel set. I'm serious. He had to come back for two loads. And it was, look, it was good. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're basically the series bike shed of Burnley. 
Um, well, we give it's everyone your address? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, look, it's really interesting. In the three little cul-de-sacs um, alongside uh, where I live, there's a, two cycling families in, a, in each street, and there are a lot of kids under 16 or so, but um, a lot of all the nearly all the parents are cyclists, so it's hilarious. It's great fun. Yeah. And I must admit, um, looking at my neighbour and watch him um, when I was doing all this, I could see that sort of bike, you know, <laughs> that bike sort of collector sort of thing come into it. Because <laughs> as I was farewelling, uh, there's a um, I have got a leftover. A, lo- a lovely set of Nitto promenade bars that I've never had the bicycle to put on. I think I've had them for 20 years, I've got to say, and they've never been on a bicycle. But uh, Rowan spotted them in the corner yeah. of the tiny shed and he said to me as he was walking out, oh, you're not doing anything with those promenade bars, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a lovely bicycle moment, apart from like getting car doored this morning. I'm sure that you didn't mean it. <laughs> anyway. And, and while we're talking about bike moments, we might ask listeners to text us yours. Um, you can do that on 0488. 809-855. Or the other thing you could text us, I think, today is what are you doing on the bike during lockdown in Melbourne? Ah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Do you I think s- people – well, people will have their 5K track. Anyway. Mm, mm. But do we go back to burbing? Like there's, there's just no way. There's nothing – no length of lockdown would induce me to do that again. <laughs> But but some people enjoy it, I know. So maybe and or is a seven day lockdown not really long enough to you can just get through it and you know. Yeah. So what are you doing on the bike during lockdown? Or text us your bike moment. Maybe it's one and the same thing. Zero four eight 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 zero nine eight five five. Faith. My bike moment. Oh, I was sitting here waffling on thinking, do I have one? Um, I think. <laughs> no, 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 I'm with you. Well, I, th- I think what I would say is uh, watching the Giro ah. because it's and I've and I've been quite conservative. I haven't watched every night. You know, it's a long time, three weeks, and, and you sound like a we, drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> I'm measuring it out, two days a week <laughs> or a bit more, but um. It's uh, it's been one of the most enjoyable ones I can remember in a while. The, really, uh, yeah. really, and that thing where every night there's there's several races going on, yeah. um, which you know could in theory happen on any stage, but it's just been really interesting um, to watch this year. Lots of uh, I think thirteen stages won by riders who've never won yep. a stage before. Um, lots of really great. Amazing rides and, and that climb. Was there a huge climb? I watched a bit of the other night. Uh, well, there's, there's some great climbs and even a terrible weather. Lots of rain and even with stages being shortened, um, still just really enjoyable racing. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's been my bike moments. Sitting up at eleven thirty p.m. on yep. the couch <laughs> with with everyone on the couch peloton. <laughs> Ah, now, 
we up for a bit of news or a bit of ruminations? What have you got? What have I got? <laughs> Look at um, after going across. Uh, I must admit, I haven't ridden Footscray Road for a very long time, and riding to Williamstown the other day. Um, as you ride along there, I mean, if you obviously big buildings have got a huge appeal to a or um, <laughs> the construction of roads. They're sort of like you know. Big sand pits, boys building roads and big sand pits and overpasses. And I was looking at and then reading up um, the other day, people have noticed they're um, part of uh, Joe Biden's infrastructure bill is a fair bit of it's aimed at um, uh, road infrastructure. But a lot of it's not interested, not the sort of road structure that, I saw down in Williamstown Road. Now, I'm going to give you off a list of cities. They range from Rochester, Detroit, New Haven, Austin, Texas, Seattle, Boston, who are all pulling down the highways and the freeways that were built in the 50s and 60s and reclaiming them and actually filling them in. Mm. There's one in Rochester where actually it's gone from, a, uh, I think, probably about a eight-lane freeway to just a double road. And what was sunken in between the city is now filled in, um, and those spaces have been reclaimed again, and actually not worrying about the traffic. And there on a list of a lot of cities in America is now way of dealing with that ageing highway infrastructure. And in America, of course, those highways ended up being a very big racial divide through a lot of cities and they reinforced them. But now they're spending money on actually pulling them down. And that's, you know, we've seen that in Europe, in, yeah. in the Netherlands in particular, um, ripping up, again, the, the multi-lane highways through the middle of Utrecht. That's right. That, yeah, um, yeah, yeah were built in the 60s and 70s when, you know, that was how you dealt with increasing congestion. Uh, Rotterdam have also done, I think, a, a road diet on a, a road that um, was multiple lanes, again, through the heart of Rotterdam, which is rebuilt after the Second World War, War and yeah. uh, so built along those lines where you're building for lots of motor vehicle traffic. Um, and uh, in Utrecht, they've... They built a highway over a canal and, and the major historical canal that travels through the city. Um, so they, they've ripped that up and, and have the canal running again through the centre. And uh, in Rotterdam, they've replaced some of the car lanes with bike lanes and sort of strips of parkland. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely a thing. I think we've seen it in um, Spain too. Um, but, yeah creeping out that realisation that uh... yeah and you know America is well can be slow on some of these things but it actually this is really sort of gathering pace and a lot of it driven by grassroots um, uh, activism too of course yeah and it was interesting it's not really about bicycles but I noticed you know we had uh, on City Road in South Melbourne uh, those four pedestrians who were hit by a truck that was turning and yes. rode up over the pavement. Um, 
and you know that's an an interesting thing. There was a message from the DOT about how the fact that they were looking at changes to that intersection to make it safer. But in the meantime, pedestrians standing on the footpath should watch out for trucks. Yeah. And this is the same DOT that's um, very recently said they aspire to 25% of all trips being active travel by 2025. But while you're standing on the footpath, watch out for trucks. (laughs) (laughs) It's like caution, contents are hot. Uh, which I, I shouldn't bring up. It's one of my horrible bed. bed I mean, no, I'll move on. Mm. It's not a uh, um, thing. Um, well, you know, we're just uh, we're building more of them, and we won't have any electric cars to ride on them anyway. Well, electric cars don't solve congestion. No, uh, well, it, uh, and we'll be back just in a sec. 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. There was a bicycle, a fine rally with five gears and racing handlebars. It stood at the front door, begging to be mounted. The frame shone in the sun. I became like a character in the third policeman, half human, half bike. My life a series of dips and ridges, happiness a freewheeling past fragrant hawthorn hedges. Cape and southwester streamed with rain when I rode to school, side-tracking the bicycle routes. Night after night I dreamed of valves, pumps, sprockets, reflectors and repair kits. Soon there were long rides in the country, wet weekends, playing snap in the kitchens of mountain youth hostels, day runs to Monaghan, rough and exotic roads. It went with me to Dublin, where I sold it the same winter. But its wheels still sing in the memory, stars that turn about an internal centre, the bright spokes glittering. And that's a bicycle from Derek Mahon, an Irish poet who died, unfortunately, about a couple of months ago. And um, I dug that up the other day. It's a nice um, little bit of poetry. No, it's beautiful. It reminds me a bit of um, maybe it should accompany a photo from the Rough Stuff Fellowship Archive. Ah. You know, the, the youth hostels and playing Snap. Yes, playing and, Snap. 
<laughs> wet weekends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and look, I needless to say, I've got a five-speed rally out the front of yes, the 3CR at the moment. So it did have a certain appeal to me. <laughs> Unusual to see an Irishman riding an English bike too, of course, but let's move on. <laughs> Glittering spokes, that comes up in uh, uh, a lovely... Um, Prado, uh, uh, oh God, Neruda poem about bicycles, which is lovely and that sort of glittering sunshine striking the wheels. There we go. Bicycles, romance, fixing flat tyres and repair kits. What more could you want? And poetry and song. There we uh, go. All to be uh, immortalised in poetry and song. So we should give people a heads up. We should. Coming up... uh, in two weeks is the 3CR Radiothon, uh, where we ask you to donate to keep 3CR on the air for another year. Um, 3CR relies on the support of its listeners to stay on the air. And, uh, you know, I think last year was a hard year for everyone. A most uh, a lot of programs have really big fundraising activities around Radiothon and weren't able to do those because of the lockdowns last year yep. or could only do them in a very limited way. Um, so this year we need to raise $250,000. Not just the Arabug Radio Show. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's all right. At least we've got a target. (laughs) It's like the 25% active travel by 2025. (laughs) I promise you, you'll be vaccinated. But anyway. (laughs) Um, So that's what we're going to be doing over the next two weeks, asking you to donate to help keep 3CR on the air. I've heard people say, oh, well, 3CR, you know, is government funded. That's, That's not the case. It, it's it's the money that you donate that pays the salaries of the people who run the station and uh, pays for the 1976-era studios uh, and the high-tech. <laughs> um, but it's it's kept on air by listeners. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so it's really important to donate if you can if you can do so. If you can, and if you've been a subscriber for years, as a lot of people have, um, everybody needs to. We everybody stays on board. Um, unfortunately, JobKeeper's finished. I know that I mm. chipped in a bit last year from my JobKeeper <laughs> check, but um, it is. Look, it's important. I keep trotting this out about every year. I think um, Noam Chomsky was asked once how best to stay in contact with your local community um, and the things that are happening around your locality. Um, and his f- answer straight out of the box was community radio. And that's a voice for the voiceless, which is right from the start, Gough Whitlam, and I should mention Tony Staley, who was the Liberal minister after uh, in Fraser's government, that actually one of the things that they Malcolm Fraser made sure went through was the freeing up of the airways, and that's where three uh, CR, if people remember Triple uh, R in those days, that's where it all comes from. It has always been grassroots funded, and 
I think a lot of people now are starting to realise that actually, no, it's not all that hard. And I would, one of the Peter Singer, I think, put it best once. You know, if you're not contributing out of your own kick for things that are going on in your community, I think Peter Singer put it at about 10%. This is one of these things. And you won't hear democracy now on 3OW. You won't hear any of the um, um, groups on 3CR anywhere else. Um, and it'll keep, we need to keep funding it. Yep. And we've, we're going to have a, a one-hour program on the 14th of June with some special guests, if, if, um, if. Where we can. Uh, otherwise, uh, we'll come up with something else. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we are going to start asking you to contribute from today. And yep. um, we, the Yarrabug Radio Show, have been given a target to reach. So uh, that's... Uh, that's our contribution towards keeping the station running. If you can't contribute yourself, and, and especially after this week of shutdown, that's going to be the case for a lot of people, what you could do is share the information about the Radiothon with your family and friends because maybe yeah. one of them can. And, you know, even if they're not into the Yarrabug radio show, there might be another show on 3CR that they would in fact, I can guarantee there'll be a show that they find interesting. Yeah. Um, but um, so there's contributions in um, the money, which will keep us on the air. But uh, there are other ways you contribute if you're not in a position to do that. Yeah. Um, and look, the other thing I know that I know this is sometimes tough. But you've got to ask your friends. <laughs> you never ask them for every anything. But sometimes you've just—I mean, I'm, I can't say I like doing it. But um, no, you've just got to. I just keep asking people for a lobster, or you know, three C hours a great thing to donate to. It's, yep. um it really does something. It runs on the board. It's already something that's working, and. Look, I was looking the other day. If you look at a, a list of all the graduates from 3CR that have ended up in national radio, Patricia Carvelis is a perfect example of people who have used 3CR as a great training ground for learning the ways of the media and having a voice on it. Yeah, yeah because it's accessible. It's that accessibility and uh, people can learn the skills there and make their contribution and hone their skills. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's uh, well worth supporting. Um, we'll be doing a lot of social media and that over the next two weeks. So share it with your friends and your family. Encourage them to make a donation. And um, then we'll be back on air in two weeks' time with our special uh, subs Radiothon show. In whatever form it takes. <laughs> Guests in the studio or not. Maybe not, but we'll see. Um, and is that all we've got time for this week? I think it is, Val. Yes. Um, up next is Sheep Up. Um.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to www.3cr.org.au.